Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. Uh, the long overdue return is here. Uh, this is episode 99, and it's been, good grief, about three months plus since we were last with you. I'm Tom, joined as always by Jim. Jim, how you doing? Good. Almost four months. September yeah. 9th was our last episode, and we told you then that we were going to be gone for just a couple of weeks, so uh, your definition and our definition of a couple of weeks we may learn uh, is a little bit different, but that's okay. Uh, we intended to only be gone a couple of weeks. Uh, I I did not have the ability for a while there to uh, to go in late on a Friday, a little later. Uh, but I've worked that out now, and actually I'm off today. So um, so look for us most Fridays moving forward. Life will still get in the way, and we're going to talk about that when we talk about our schedule here in the future. But um, you know, most Fridays look for us. Uh, if you want to listen to us live, we're on YouTube, probably right around 8.30 Eastern on Friday mornings, and it'll be about an hour most of those Friday mornings. Uh, today might go just a hair over because I'm off and I got a little extra time. So, but Tom, it is good to be back. Um, man, it's been too long. We we actually, Tom and I also, well, we've stayed in constant contact throughout those months. Uh, we haven't actually face-to-face -face been on, on StreamYard, which is what we use here, or, or zoom or anything since then either so good to be back with you and, and catch up tom um, lots has happened over the last four months in the world of pro wrestling in our lives all sorts of things um uh, yeah i forgot to even change the banner look at that we are back see a little rusty uh i will tell you tom and i have not spent any money to hire a crack research team either so if you've listened to us in the past you will have that same great level of research that's been done in the past here at two spot monkeys uh, we are not going to try to cover everything that happened in the last four months of wrestling because that would be a 97-hour show and it would feel like WrestleMania and an AEW pay-per-view back-to-back, which, I don't know, seems like too much. Uh, Tom, I, did, I, I didn't even tell you this on the, on the rundown. I wanted to um, ask you a quick question. You've seen Dynamite this week. Before we get into what we really want to cover, which is um, kind of year-end awards, predictions, all of those kinds of things... You've seen Dynamite this week. I haven't seen much of it yet, but I've read a couple. I've seen, you know, I've been on social media, so I've seen a couple of the uh, important plot points. Uh, good pick by me for Darby Allen in our Fantasy Wrestling League. There's the first counter for Fantasy Wrestling League getting mentioned. Um, but do you really think Tony Storm's the mystery partner? No, I do not. Um, and you said you have not seen Dynamite yet, correct? I, I haven't seen it, but I've seen enough of, like, I know there's some sort of an interview segment and she does there too. And she does not happy. About yeah. This. Yep. So like, that's what I wanted to kind of make sure that you were aware of. I, so I, my belief would be something's going to happen with Hikaru Shida turning and taking out Tony storm before those combatants can get in the ring and someone's going to have to be with Soraya, whoever that might be. Who, who would your prediction be, Tom? <laughs> well, so it's crazy, right? Because Mercedes Monet showed up at New Japan a couple of days ago, and that's pretty sweet. And she talks about how she's going to, you know, take over the globe. Really cool hair, by the way. I gotta say, really cool hair. Yeah, so and uh, awesome look. And um, I know that the finisher that she debuted didn't <laughs> didn't go off well from the the gif I saw, but either way, there'll be plenty of time to hit that cleaner and right. better. Uh, <laughs> In, in the promo that we're referring to that let, kind of led to this kind of thing, um, 
Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, called herself the boss. So if if you if red heron, not red heron, who knows? Um, we'll see. I, I one thing I'm trying to not do this year in pro wrestling um, is Week stays in. <laughs> is, uh, is 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 get, get get too excited, and it's hard not to like right. So they've already kind of made it. Uh, like my anniversary is March fourth. Revolution is March fifth. I don't know how on my anniversary weekend I can justify watching a wrestling pay-per-view, yet they are going to go ahead and give us an Iron Man match between MJF and Brian Danielson. I hadn't caught that yet, so interesting. All right. Um, nice of them to, to do that for you. It was a wonderful anniversary gift, and I don't know why they didn't call you and ask about your schedule, Tom. That's just Tony Khan has me on speed dial. I'm sure of it. <laughs> right. It's just rude. Rude of Tony. Um so yeah, I just wanted to, I mean, I, I kind of knew your answer, but I wanted to, to touch on that. Um, I kind of am laughing as I'm reading some of the social media stuff where people are just losing their stuff. Like, oh, this is such a letdown. Like they kept hinting it, it would be Sasha or Mercedes, um, you know, and, and now they just go to Tony Storm, like AEW again, oh, fail. And I'm like, let it play out, folks. It's, We're not that next Maybe I'll be yet. wrong. What's that? Right, we could both. Yeah, we could both be wrong. It could end up being Tony Storm, and Sheeta could could interfere and cost the match. For, you know what I mean? Who knows? I, I will. I will say this. I want, I'm going to jump back to the fantasy wrestling thing. I'm glad you have Darby. I'm disappointed he won the belt on Wednesday selfishly because I had Darby all of last year, and <laughs> and, and he was wonderful. And I love Darby. I'm one of my favorite wrestlers without a doubt. Um, and I love the fact that. Uh, and so hopefully you saw this too. Nick Wayne was in. The front row, and, I, and and he's on a they call it an AEW futures contract because he's only seventeen and he graduates from high school apparently in June. Um, how crazy is that? Because I've I've seen a fair amount of Nick Wayne in GCW. I, I don't get to catch all of GCW because I just don't have the time. And one of these, and I still haven't even subscribed to Fight Plus, which we that happened while we were off. Um, what a great deal! Four ninety nine a month. And wrestling, pro wrestling revolver, GCW. Uh, I, I subscribed a few days ago, and I have no idea whether whether I'm going to maximize it or not. But I'm going to plan to. I mean, if you you watch one show a month, it's totally worth the five bucks because GCW is running, you know, somewhere between twelve and twenty bucks a show. Um, and, and not to mention the other companies that are available on there. So yeah, I I have every intention to. I just haven't literally had the moment to sit down and watch anything. So I'm like, well, don't subscribe until you can actually fired up watch them um so I, I feel i feel the same way about new japan world which i didn't go ahead and subscribe to even though like as everyone's raving you know the will osprey kenny omega match probably is worth the 10 bucks for the month alone um like i'm sure it's not 10 bucks with the uh currency exchange but nonetheless 750 um, wow yeah was what i saw online I'm I'm probably going to do that today, to be perfectly honest. Not to watch all of Wrestle Kingdom because I got a lot of other stuff I want to watch today since I'm off work, but probably just so that I can watch Kenny and and Osprey because everybody I trust has said, yeah, you got to see that, including some of our friends, and uh, yeah, and I wanted to see it anyways. I probably won't watch Okada White because I haven't heard a whole lot of I, I've seen a lot of references that it was a match and it happened. Um, and then it was, you know, just kind of, it was there. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. It was just there. Do, um, do you know anything about New Year's Dash? I uh, Yes. Okay. So just um, my only thing there is I'm surprised that, I'm not surprised, but I am surprised. 
He was already in Japan, so it made sense. But I'm also surprised that Kenny Omega appeared on a, on a second show. Yep. I, like, well, I he's he's going to have to appear on another one. Now, it might be here in the U.S. It might be on a, might be a you know, the I can't think of the name of the show, The Battle in the Valley or whatever it is on the 18th of February, um, which that would be make it even more stacked show. You've already got Mercedes and, and Kyrie on that show. Um, if Kenny Omega works, and if it's Kenny Omega Osprey 2, whew, now I might want to buy that show. Um yeah, I, I was a little surprised by that too. I had missed somehow, and I added it to our fantasy thing, not to keep going back to the fantasy rosters. Um, I had missed the January 21st, there's kind of a night two of Wrestle Kingdom. Um, and, and it's involving Noah and that they're calling it Wrestle Kingdom 17 in Yokohama. Um, so I've added it because it's a Wrestle Kingdom show. We got to add it to our fantasy schedule. But I had just totally missed that that was even a thing happening. Um in fact, I read one of the reports and it said this will set up a match. There was some sort of a backstage thing that happened between LIJ and um, some Noah guys. And it does set up the the main event of that show. And uh, they're like, this is setting something up for night two of Wrestle Kingdom. And I literally looked at the computer screen and went, there's not a night two of Wrestle Kingdom. What is this idiot talking about? Nope, I'm the idiot. There is a night two. Um, so yeah, I don't know how I missed that, but there it is. It happened. Um. So Wrestle Kingdom 17, night two, like two and a half weeks later. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I pro- like I said, not going to probably watch all of Wrestle Kingdom, but yeah, I do want to see Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. Uh, Omega's been on fire since he's been back. So welcome back, Cleaner, because he's been really good. Yeah. Also and, looking and, forward. And we pivoted. I, 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 I rabbit trailed when I wanted, was talking Darby, and I want to go back. I also drafted Charlotte Flair this year. And of course, Charlotte Flair wins the SmackDown Women's title just Again, before just before the champ. Yeah, and so uh, how how fitting the pair of us here with, with our own, you know. Now, I did also have Ronda Rousey, so it was a little bit of a, you know, I I came out ahead, you know, I got a plus points, but not everything I could have. Yeah. I just uh, hope Charlotte can get me some points since you, I mean, since I did not earn the points for a championship win, which are the you know kind of right. that's that's the the upper echelon of points for fantasy wrestling, and for all of the listeners that are still with us, thank you. Right, right. For anybody who hasn't tuned out, we actually have two live listeners on YouTube right now. I'm guessing, and that's one of them. So, since just to wrap up the fantasy wrestling conversation, congrats to Annette. She won uh, the second half of our season and our mega championship, which is the full season, and she whooped tail to do that. So, um, congrats to Annette. She. She absolutely earned that um, and worked hard to earn it too in that league. So, all right, enough fantasy wrestling conversation for all the listeners who one more one more Darby Allen Nick Wayne thing. So, Darby Allen after the show went off the air and I didn't watch this yet, but I've read he basically said, "Hey Nick, you know you got a AWTNT title shot in June when you graduate high school." How crazy that he's not out of high school! Like I just it's mind blowing to me because again I've seen him, I know how good he is, and and he's seventeen. Like, the sky is the limit for this kid. I know they say that, you say that about a lot of people, but he's 17. Um, and and sign me up for Darby Allen versus Nick Wayne. Sign, sign me up. Um, and don't, please, please, please don't do it as just, you know, sometimes they bring in these guys who have a little bit of buzz and they just, they have like a half a good match and then you never see him again or you stick them on dark forever. Please don't do that to Nick Wayne. Um Tony, call us. We'll we'll help you. We'll let you know. All right. Well, let's pivot to what we wanted to talk about to kind of wrap up 2022, move into 2023. 
Um, and the first thing we should mention is our head-to-head. So, you know, if you've been listening to this or if you're a new listener, you'll find out we do head-to-head picks for all WWE, AEW, and Ring of Honor, usually, pay-per-views. Um, occasionally, we'll throw in something else, but usually those are the main uh, three that we try and do. Oh, and NXT, including NXT at the WWE, uh, with their premium live events that happen on weekends, not their uh, specially named Tuesday night shows or anything like that. Um, so we had a number of picks, obviously, that happened in our hiatus. Um, we intended to only be gone a couple of weeks, but here we are four months later. And uh, if you've been following us on Twitter, I've tried to post the picks and the results there along the way. I probably missed one or two posts. I apologize. Uh, but Tom, you have the final scores for the 2022 matchup. I will let you reveal the winner. Yeah, when the dust settled after our final event, uh, you have now won consecutive halves of this. So congratulations to you. The final tally was 65 and 26 uh, to 62 and 29, Jim over Tom. Yeah, and we had a number of uh, shows, I think seven in total. Um, I think it goes back to Halloween Havoc is what Uh, I think. Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules. Okay, yeah. Yeah, All Out was the last one we had picked. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and we, um, I, I, I closed the gap slightly for extreme rules. We were equal at havoc. I closed the gap. We actually were even after crown jewel. Um, we were even after full gear. Um, you took a one match lead after survivor series. You took another match at final battle and then you sealed the deal, uh, with, with deadline. I mean, you really still the deal with Final Battle, but yeah. Right. No, that was, uh, so it's always fun to do that. And uh, we'll have our first head-to-head picks uh, with Royal Rumble. Maybe we'll make them on air right now. Schedules don't look like that Friday. We're probably going to be able to be on air, but uh, maybe we can do them the week before. We'll see what they have announced. Um, but firing up again for 2023. Our bet is always then that the winner gets to pick, uh, you know, a t-shirt, a figure, or something. Um so the first half, we always do a half year, um, January to June and July to December. The first half I won last year, uh, I got the Darby Allen LJN style figure from AEW. I meant to bring it in here. I apologize. I didn't grab it. Um, it looks really cool. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate that. Um, and I will, I will get with you about what I, uh, what I want for the second half. I don't know yet because um, while there are lots of cool figures coming out, I've already pre-ordered a couple of them. Um, the Elite 100 Andre and the Elite 100 Stunning Steve Austin are already uh, pre-ordered on on Big Bad Toy Store. So, um, yeah, there will be a lot more coming in the first half of the year here. As we get closer to WrestleMania, there will be a lot of reveals. Um, depending on when they're releasing those Steiners. I don't know. That might. Hmm. They got the Steiner Brothers. Did you hear that, Tom? Mattel signed the Steiners? Crazy. That's going to be awesome. So uh, I don't know if you know looked at that at all at at the percentages. You were really consistent last year from from first half to second half. You had a seventy two percent win percentage or pick percentage in the first half. You were at seventy one percent, so right in the same ballpark. I did not do really well in the first half of last year. My but my win percent did jump up. I went from sixty five percent in the first half of twenty two to sixty eight percent in in the second half of the year. So I don't know if that's anything other than me attempting to intimidate you to say I'm coming for you in 2023. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, the Royal Rumble will be our first picks uh, this year, so we'll have some fun with that and uh, and make those picks along the way. 
Annette said, thanks for the kind words. Nice to have us you both back to close out the week. We are happy to be back. <laughs> this is this is fun. It's something I look forward to. It's uh, Honestly, it's a mental health thing for me to just be able to spend an hour talking to one of my best friends about something we both love. So, And uh, this has been a weird, weird week. And I say weird in like, you know, air quotes only because because of the federal holiday being Monday, kind of the week started on Tuesday. I've had a number of people I've wor worked with, interacted with. They're like, what day of the week is it? <laughs> so thankfully, hopefully this weekend gets us back to some normalcy. Yeah. Uh, after two weeks with holidays. Yeah. It, it is weird. I agree, Tom, 100%. Well, let's talk some year-end awards uh, for 2022. And I've given a little bit of thought to this, and I haven't, too, at the same time. So we'll see how this goes. But um, we've got – we want to talk about four different award categories, I guess. There's a million we could do, but we just kind of wanted to condense it to four so that we can maybe have some good conversation around these. Um, or, or no conversation at all. We name them and just move on. We don't know what's going to happen, but – um, Tom, the first one I, I thought I wanted to bring up tag team of the year. You and I are both tag team fans. We like tag team wrestling. Um, there are a lot of great tag teams, but I'm curious, Tom, who would you pick as your tag team of the year? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that we like had a little bit of time before this morning to like give this some thought. Not that like I was able to go back and do, you know, a depth of research to really be super intentional about this. I think the easy answer for most people probably um, and for visibility sake would probably be the Usos. And, I, and, I, and it would be hard to not argue that that is the right pick. That's not my pick, however. Um, I'm going to go with FTR. Um, it's FTR for me. And, and this goes back and I don't I couldn't tell you which episode last year, but I, I remember very specifically. And I think this was when we were on air together. It could have been completely offline, too. Um, cause our production meetings that we have, um, <laughs> <laughs> happened before we hit the record button. Uh, I, I, I was so, and this was probably around spring of 22. I was so impressed that like FTR had kind of been not phased out, but just so much out of the main view of, 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 of AEW and of pro wrestling and then they and then they came back and were rebuilt so well, so strongly. And then they had arguably uh, the most decorated year of any tag team of the last decade uh, with all of the titles that they won. And then when you look at the potentially a feud of the year um, and, and arguably matches that are in consideration for match of the year, what they did with the Briscoes, um, it's I, I don't know how you could not. Uh, and again, I'm using the royal you, so I'm not saying you. You may certainly have a different opinion, and I hope you do, because um, it'll give us greater conversation. But I don't know how you couldn't um, really give strong consideration to FTR. So that's why it's FTR for me. And 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 as we've already seen their story as 22 and 23 transition, it seems like they are either, you know, kind of doing one of those like peaks and valleys things. They're now going to go into a little bit of a valley, but then they're going to maybe build the guns and other teams. Um, and I just hope they don't, I hope they don't stop getting some of that focus because I think they are an anchor, um, without a doubt in, in the tag team scene across the wrestling landscape, but it, very specifically in AEW. Yeah. It's funny when you started to say, you know, the easy answer would be, I thought you were going to say FTR, um, because I do think they're the easy answer. Uh, you know, the tag team version of Ultimo Dragon. Uh, is what they looked like coming out with all those belts draping off of them. Um, and, and they are my pick. Um, they're one of my favorite tag teams and have been for quite a while. 
Um, and so to see them get that decorated in 2022 and, and deservedly. So, I mean, having bangers left and right, um, there's a lot of rumor out there that their contracts are up in April. Um, I think is, is when they're, when the reports are and that they they've talked about wanting to do some time where they don't wrestle on national for national TV or regularly for a national TV, um, company and they want to do things that are fun for them um i'm noticing that my video does not match me all the time on this weird um might have changed the virtual background if that keeps up does it look weird on your end tom just out of curiosity a little i mean but it's not like it's not lagging at all in terms okay maybe it's just on my end that i see it okay Uh, anyway sorry for that uh you know our again we don't have a producer to check in with on these things um FDR, FTR, I, I, I think they're incapable of a bad match at this point. And I would say, and I, and spoiler alert, it won't be my pick. Dax Harwood could be in consideration for wrestler of the year. Like I, I think there at least is a conversation around him because not only his work in the tag team, but also some of the singles matches he had this year that were just crazy good. Um, and, and made me realize that I get excited when Dax Harwood has a single singles match. Like I look forward to those uh, because they're so darn good. Um, so FTR is, I agree with you. I think feud of the year, you know, we don't have that as a category, but it, I'd be hard pressed off the top of my head to come up with something bigger than FTR and the Briscoes, which is crazy when you think about it. Because the Briscoes were never on TV to build that feud. Like, it happened at three pay-per-views and a little bit of social media here. Well, a lot of social media to begin. And then little bits. And then the guns getting involved. And what in the... Maybe they'll make me care about the guns at some point. But, boy, they haven't gotten there yet. They're trying. So, kudos to AEW. They're trying. And maybe it's working for other people. But um, I just don't care about the guns. Um, But FTR is... I, I do think they're doing that losing streak story kind of like you said. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see, does that lead all the way to them leaving in, in potentially April or is there some sort of redemption storyline coming out of it where they win the AEW tag team titles or something? Because in all of those belts that they held, they didn't ever put the AEW straps back on them, uh, which is, was a little surprising to, to both of us, I think. Um, so, a little bit crazy in that way, but um, fun to see their run this year. And and, and I look forward to anything they do uh, moving forward. Maybe I'll try and catch their Wrestle Kingdom match. I don't remember from reading whether anybody said it was anything special, but again, they're they're incapable of a bad match and Goto and Yoshihashi aren't total scrubs. Um, They're not, you know, top of the line, but New Japan hasn't really built their tag division in quite a while anyway. So um, yeah. FTR. FTR is definitely my pick for Tag Team of the Year, which maybe leads us to Match of the Year, Tom. I I, I will say for me, I am hard-pressed to pick anything other than FTR and Briscoes, and I would go with their Supercard of Honor, the first one. Um, all three matches were really good in their own way, and, and if somebody liked the two out of three falls match or the dog collar match better than the first one, I, I can't argue with that. Uh, if somebody liked um, 
you know, anything from Wrestle Kingdom at the beginning. I'm trying to remember now what the big matches were at Wrestle Kingdom a year ago. Um, I I can't argue with that. If somebody liked whatever, um, and I know there's a, you know there's a lot of people who would pick something from Noah or something from Stardom or I I just don't watch those products because I don't have the time. So hard for me to put anything. But I think the FTR Briscoes that first match at Supercard of Honor. Um, everybody wanted it and everybody wasn't sure we were going to get it because all the news and the rumors and blah, blah, blah. So then when we realized, oh my gosh, we're getting it, it's going to happen. And then it absolutely delivered and knocked it out of the park. Um, It's one of those matches that I, I'm, I'm so glad I got to see it as it happened. I don't want to say live because it wasn't, I wasn't there, but watched it live um, on the pay-per-view you know, so it was not spoiled or anything like that because I was able to watch it as it happened. Um, because even like Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay that we've been talking about this morning a little bit, I'm wondering, I want to see it and I'm probably going to be blown away by it, but I already know who wins. I already know that, you know, that I'm going to, that I should be blown away by it. So that skews my watching of it. Um, and so I'm so glad FTR Briscoes was something that I was able to watch without any of that skewing happening. I was able to see it as it happened. Um, so so for me, FTR Briscoes at Supercard. But I got to say, 2022 was a really good year of pro wrestling. Um, in ring and, and stories, even at some level. Um, of course, we had the switch in WWE over the summer. Um, and I think WWE got a lot better. And maybe we're going to talk about that a little bit, too. Um WWE got a lot better after Triple H took over creative. Is he perfect? Of course not. Is Tony Khan perfect? Of course not. Um, is Ghetto perfect? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but but it got a lot better. So it was a really good year for wrestling. So I think there's a lot of options here. And I'm curious to hear from you if, if you're going to go FTR Briscoes as well or if you've got something else in mind. Yeah, so I have to first step to the plate and say I've never seen any of the trilogy. And maybe, maybe when honor, yeah, I've not, no. So, so the first match happened when we were on family vacation. Oh, that's right. Yep. So, so that prevented that opportunity. And, 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 and to your comment that you just made there, watching wrestling in the present moment as it occurs is so much different than when you know what happens by, by either your own doing or just by circumstance it, it changes that right so you know i i, pr- I much prefer the former and not the latter and in, in the world we live in and in, in the in the plates that we spin in our own lives of all the commitments and obligations that we have when you try to say hey i just have all this free time for pro wrestling we don't we wish right um and we would probably watch and our viewing habits would be different if that were the case it's not and that's okay it's it's where we find ourselves someday we'll both be retired and we can you know dedicate all of our time to watching pro wrestling. Um, so, so, so our wives still working because that's so, the only way that happens. I was going to say, so smile <laughs> our wives at us. Uh, so yeah, so I did not see match one. Um, match two was in July. Is that correct? Sounds about well, uh, death. Like, death before dishonor. Is that death before is that, dishonor, which was in July? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So summer summer wrestling is always a challenge unless I go live. Um, and then uh, the finale uh, just a few final months battle. ago. Yeah, final battle. Um, I wasn't compelled to order final battle. I just, I just wasn't. So, um, and again, nothing against Ring of Honor. I've kind of had like a wait and see approach to Ring of Honor. Not that, not that I don't think what's happening there and what they're doing 
is not worthwhile because I'm a huge AEW fan and you know they're in the AEW universe even though they're kind of like the offshoot. Um, and and I and for all of his you know detractors or supporters, I I am in the supporter camp of Tony Khan. So if Tony Khan is involved, I'm going to probably support it. Um, I don't have the Jaguar swag yet or the full MFC swag, but you know. <laughs> You can you can you can hit 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 up the Patreon that we don't have, and then I'll buy that with what you contribute to us. Um, Matthew Barry calls them the swag you <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, so 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 I can't I can't even have any of these matches, you know, with in good faith effort on my list. Um, not that they don't deserve it, but I never watched them with the two eyes and the brain that I have to process them. Um, I will say that, um, and I was trying to say before I pivoted in you know, did the fun little dance we do here verbally. If, if honor club at some point makes me plunk down the, down the $10 a month because of the content that they will bring, I, I, I would imagine I'll, there'll be a day where I go back and watch these. Um, but I don't know when or how, or if, uh, so let, let me ask, well, actually I'm going to wait. I'll ask my question after you talk about your match. Of the year. Yeah, for sure. So, um, for me, when I think of match of the year, like I immediately go to, okay, so what match do I remember just feeling like really like emotionally like connected to, or just emotionally compelled by. And so in 21, it was the cage match with the Bucks and Lucha brothers uh, from all out. And you named yeah, that your, your match of the year for 21 actually. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so, and, and so that I'm using that as kind of like my, my rationale. And so I had to go back and think, okay, so what, what did that for me? last year and a match that came to mind but it's not my choice would be uh walter and sheamus from clash at the castle because that was pretty incredible um and i and, I, and it really did feel like a, tr a true struggle um and th there were other matches too nothing that nothing that came to my mind so i guess that that match that i just gave you is probably my second match of the year my first match of the year is blood and guts uh and 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 i have the bias of having had the chance to be there live for it. So I had experienced that live, but then I will also say that I recorded that and then I watched it back on DVR the next day. So I was able to get it from both angles. Um, and I just think an incredible match, um, the first blood and guts in front of a full uh, arena uh, at, at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit uh, and just all of the moving parts of that. Um, and like when, you, when, when, when Moxley breaks out the shards of glass, like those are the things, and there's a spot in the Joe and Darby match when you get to watch it that, like, it probably when you see it just makes you go, ah. Those when those things happen in a match, it doesn't make it a match. There has to be more like depth and layers to it. But but it's those things that like you know tingle your spidey senses, for lack of a better term. So for for me for me it's the blood blood and guts match. Um, the build the build all the way to that, and then even the pivot with with Brian Danielson being out and. Claudio being inserted, all um, all contribute to that for me. So my pivot, really quick, before we move into the next two uh, awards, um, can we call them the monkeys? I don't know. What do we call them? Um, as currently constructed, Honor Club has most of the backlog, if not all of the backlog of, of Ring of Honor shows uh, from Air of Honor Begins, I think, through... And most of the TV, I think some of the HD net stuff maybe isn't on there. I thought I read, excuse me, but most of the TV. And then there will be, we're still waiting for the details on it, but they said it would, the details would come here in early 23. 
um, there will be a weekly show uh, of Ring of Honor that sounds like, at least from the little bit I picked up from reading, they're probably going to tape numerous episodes at one time, maybe at Universal or something like that, like they do with Dark sometimes. Um, so it's not, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a live show. Um, is that enough for you at this time? And the pay-per-views will not be included. They have said they're going to be still be $40 and they're going to, they will be added to honor club 90 days after they air. Is that enough for you when the weekly show starts to plunk down $10 a month? So I'm going to use the hard knocks analogy. So I, I, uh, when hard knocks had the lions on in August, I, I, I justified saying, Hey, I'm getting five episodes of hard knocks for $10 for a month. To me, that was incredibly worth that, that thing. Um, I, I can't, it's too early for me to say ring of honor TV is worth two fifty a week. Um, but that would be my, that and, you know, I'm applying a kind of the same logic there. But I'm gonna want to get interested in Ring of Honor. I, I I have a soft spot for Ring of Honor because of of, of many reasons. You've you've heard them. You've listened to them here before. Um, you and I experienced them. We it's part of our the core of our relationship. Literally um, how we met. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, the jury is out. Is how I'll respond. Yeah, and and it's interesting that you break it down that way because that's that's an interesting. I've been stuck in the mode of. For four ninety nine a month, I I get Peacock. Um, now I know you can up go to ten dollars a month and you get less ads or something or more no ads or I don't know something. But for four ninety nine a month, I get Peacock, which has all of the WWE premium live events included for five bucks a month, and the back catalog, which isn't quite as extensive as it was on the WWE Network, but it's getting there. You know, every WrestleMania is there, every pay per view is there. Um, I went, I've been going back and watching, um, the first wrestling card that I ever attended was a WWE wrestling or WWF wrestling challenge taping. Um, and those are up, um, some of those episodes are up and it happens to include the ones from uh, November of 86 when I first went to my very first wrestling show. Um, I'm a little disappointed. I went looking last week. Uh, the very first match I ever saw, I've talked about it here on the show before, uh, was Tito Santana versus Kamala. We walked in a little bit late that night in November of 86 at the Rockford Metro Center. And I remember walking down the stairs. We had like fifth row seats, um, which when you're like, let's see, in 86, I would have been almost nine um, at that point. Uh, fifth row seats are not great, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. You you can't see anything really when everybody's standing. Um, but I remember as we're walking down the, the stairs to head down to the floor for our seats, seeing Tito Santana slap Kamala and miss him by about three feet and Kamala sell it like he got hit like a brick with a brick. I mean, so it was a kind of a, one of those moments in my fandom where I went, Hey, Hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was nine. Right. You know? Um, but anyways, that match didn't air on wrestling challenge. It was taped for a uh, best of the WWF volume. I think it's 12 or something. I, I've, I've, seen on history of WWE where that was sent. Whatever whichever volume that is, the best of WWE series is not on Peacock. So I can't go back and see that very first match at this point. Um and I haven't found it on YouTube. I'm sure there's a way somewhere on the internet it, it exists, but um I'm always a little hesitant to just start Googling and looking for sites that host those things because some of those sites also host lots of other things I don't want downloaded onto my computer. So um 
so there's four ninety nine for that. We were talking earlier about Fight Plus. Four ninety nine a month gets you all of the GCW events, which I feel like they run about six a week. Sometimes it feels like um, it gets you the Pro Wrestling Revolver stuff. It gets you Black Label Pro. It gets you uh, you know a, a whole bunch of other wrestling companies that I probably don't even know exist. And um, it could be it could be even cheaper if you if you sub for the year, right? right. Like I've not, I've not I've not I've not dove into that yet, but right, like if you if you have the means, then you can put it up front. Um, yeah, you save yourself some money. And again, I, they have not yet, to my knowledge, and I hope that you you know this. Uh, with Honor Club, there's not a there's not a pay for the year, right? As of yet, I thought I read there was, but it's literally the same. Like it's nine ninety nine a month or one hundred nineteen ninety nine for okay. the year. Which yeah. actually, I think I think when I saw it, and maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken, and it's something else. But it would actually like at nine ninety nine a month you're going to be 12 cents less than $120 for the year. I, I know I could do the math on that, but I don't care to. At $119.99, you're only one cent. So you actually pay more if like by 11 cents. It's not much, but it's just funny. Like usually if you do the year, you get a month or two kind of free, you know, they knock the price down like Fight Plus does. Um, and I've seen there's a new streaming service called Premier Streaming Network. It's coming out next month. Um, they have Great Lakes Championship Wrestling, which runs some indie shows back in Wisconsin. Um, their their big thing right now is they've got the major figure wrestling pod um, connected with them. But they're doing $4.99 a month and $49.99 or whatever for, for a year, exactly like Fight Plus. I mean, they don't have, you know, anchor companies like GCW um, on that. So I, I'm not even thinking about that one. But um yeah. Anyway, so so I look at it that way, and then I'm like, is $9.99 a good deal if I'm getting four weekly shows? I'm not getting any pay-per-views. I'm not getting any major shows. But the way you described it, I think, is an interesting juxtaposition to that to think about, too. So I, I'm in the same boat. I have, I have not um, subscribed. I'm not, not going to pay 10 bucks a month for just the back catalog because I do not have time to go and watch everything I'd love to in that back catalog. So I know it would turn into what I've done in the past with NJPW world where I'd have it. I just wouldn't watch it for months and I'd just be paying for a thing I'm not using. Um, when the weekly show comes, I don't know where I'm carving one more hour out of my week, but um, I, I'm going to want to do it. Same thing like you, I ring of honor, honestly, final battle. I ordered it because I had the time I was here that day. I was home that day and it was the nostalgia of its ring of honor, its final battle. Um, for me, final battle was something that once it started airing on iPay-per-view or pay-per-view, um, my brother and I would try to watch it together. Even if, even once I moved out here to Nebraska, we would try to both watch it and like text back and forth and, and things. It was always something that was important to Ted and I, um, everybody's or many people who are listening, I shouldn't say everybody, cause hopefully we get some new listeners, um, knows that I lost my brother back in August of 20. Um, so, so there's some nostalgia and, and things about that. Um, so there were, a lot, those were the reasons I ordered it. I didn't order it because they had made me go, Oh, I need to plunk down 40 bucks and see this show. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I'm kind of in the wait and see mode too, for, for honor club. So, and not to get too like stretched in reality, because this is a break from reality, but inflation is a real thing, man. Like, yeah, yeah. like, like our disposable income as a family, uh, my personal disposable income that I could dedicate to, to an honor club isn't the same today as it was two years ago. Um, right. You know, my kids like to eat 
<laughs> and, and groceries ain't cheap. So no, our our groceries it's just the two of us. We don't have kids. We got a cat. His food's more expensive. But um, you know, yeah, you know, it, it's a real thing. And, and you do you gotta you gotta measure that. I've been lucky enough the last couple of years in fantasy football to to do pretty well um, and come out ahead. So I, I've got a little bit of a bank of money set aside that I can do um, some of my figure shopping with and and things like this with. But um, but still, I'm. I, I'm protective of that pool of money too, because you know, it's only there's, there's going to come a year where I don't make any money in fantasy football. Um, and it's not like I'm making thousands or anything either. So um, we'll see. I, I expect you to be like Ted DiBiase and start counting one hundreds right now. That's right. Well, I could count hundreds. There are hundreds in there, but I wouldn't get to count for a long time. <laughs> so, um, and that Coliseum collection at about 80 bucks a pop is going to, you know, hurt me. Um, I have I have Hogan and Funk in the other room, and I will be ordering Rick Rude and Jake Roberts when they uh, when they come out and praying for that Macho Man Ricky Steamboat uh, two pack to be coming too. But well, let's talk news story of the year. I think there's a few options here, really, uh, and uh, I'll just bounce back to you here, Tom, and kind of go back and forth, I guess, like we do with head to head. I think there's a few options, but what what would you pick? Yeah, so it has to be for me, you know, the the Wall Street Journal reporting on WWE and Vince McMahon and then his subsequent retirement, which has now resurfaced and grown legs in the last 24 to 48 hours in 23. So not 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 getting into that because I'm sure we will at some point, if not. Oh, today. we can. I got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean that that's just that's just the, the big that, that I mean when you look at you know again for all of his his, his his pros and all of his cons and, and all spots in between Vince McMahon is and should be credited for, you know, the world of professional wrestling that uh, is what got us to, to today. Right. There's been, there's been iterations and changes, but he, he's, the, he's the Godfather. Um, whether, whether anyone wants to admit it or not, um, it, it was everything that he did in the eighties yeah, that led to professional wrestling being, the entertainment form uh, entity that it is today. So his his removal, his departure, and then that the taint of impropriety around that. I don't know how there's any other news story. And and then and then and then the the subplot to that is what you alluded to. WWE then once kind of the cancer was cut out of the system, became pretty darn good again. Yeah, it's Vince. I mean, how can Vince's retirement not be the story? Like, I, <laughs> Vince is 30 plus years older than you and I each. And part of me didn't know if I'd see his retirement in my lifetime. And not because I plan on going anywhere anytime soon. But I feel like that guy feels like he's going to live to be 127 years old and still be running WWE. He's um, a robot. Right? I mean... And then, yeah, the reports and all the improprieties. And there were lots of rumors throughout the year. But then this, you know, all the stuff that came out over the summer and just he, I mean, he had to go. He had to go. He needs to stay gone, but he's not. Um, He's the major shareholder of that company. So he can absolutely do exactly what he has just done. Uh, And I just read something this morning that it has transpired and he has voted I, I don't know how you do it without an annual shareholder meeting, but I guess when you're the major shareholder, you just call a meeting. 
Um, because who cares if the other ones show up, you can outvote them anyways. Um, but he has voted himself and uh, George Berrios and Michelle Williams. Is that right? Wilson. Um, Wilson. Michelle Williams was, was in a, she was in Destiny, like Destiny, Destiny Child. Child or something. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get her on the board. She'll make more sense than this idiot. Um, but um, I hope that he actually just stays to the business and really is driving towards the sale. I mean, his his comment yesterday in his statement that basically said, and, and the rumor is that basically is what he's told the board, and, and his comment in his statement, I think, worded it slightly differently, but basically said, I, as the major shareholder, I will not approve a media rights deal, which is coming up soon, or a sale unless I'm on the board. So he's literally, as our friend Russ said, holding WWE hostage. What are you doing? The most selfish, I, it, it just, it reeks of just all, everything I despise about corporate wealth and all of those kinds of things. Can he legally do it? Yes. Does that make it morally or ethically right? No, 100%. But he does not care. <laughs> and he's the majority shareholder. So when they do sell WWE, and they've been getting WWE ready for a sale for a couple of years now, we've all, you know, as much as they've said they're not, we've all seen it. We know what they're doing. And that's fine. He stands to make a boatload of cash when that happens as the majority shareholder because WWE is going to go for a large number large sum of money there's no question the content the contracts all of that kind of stuff like somebody's going to be buying a lot um, somebody said i wonder if the rock can pull together enough investors and i was like that'd be awesome um <laughs> sign me up <laughs> um but man i just uh uh i i hope he stays away from creative that's where i was going and I hope somehow the board or or Nick Khan or Stephanie or Triple H or all of them are able to say, you want to drive the business end of this and get it ready for a sale and do all of that. You, you as the major shareholder can do that. However, <laughs> we are going to run the day to day and run the creative and run the whatever, because it's been better. The wrestlers have more morale. I, Vince McMahon should not even go to the shows. Like, he shouldn't be there on day of. I don't know if he's planning on it or not, but I don't know that he can stay away either. I don't trust that that selfishness and ego can just say, yep, I'm just going to take care of this thing and I'm going to let them all do that. I Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. I, I don't know how I can follow what you said other than saying I agree with almost everything that you said 100%. I, 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 don't, want, I don't want the boat rocked. I mean, I think the boat, like, I, I'm, I'm, back, I'm ready to sail. To continue the boat analogy, I'm, I've I've been sailing. I've really I've really like made a concerted effort to be more proactive in following WWE, and it's been a really solid product. There's been some really big highlights. Um, again, that's that's not a, a, an exclusively like anti-Vince McMahon like process, right? But but it, his fingerprints, but a piece of it, right? Yeah, his fingerprints are not like all the way over. And and here's the thing. From a from a business perspective, like taking the emotion completely out of it, I get kind of why he wants to do what he wants to do business wise, right? But at the same time, too, like 
that dude and his family and his extended family, they have generational wealth for the next whatever number of generations that may that the earth may not be around long enough for that, right? So, <laughs> right. so, so, right. Now, so now, now you're basically saying, I want even more of that, which again gets back to okay, now you don't want to like the person because it's like it's it's a, a level of greed, right? So, and, and I think you could still, as the major shareholder, put people you would trust to do the right thing or trust to do the thing in your best. If you do what's in the company's best interest, Vince McMahon's going to make a boatload of cash anyways, because again, he's the major shareholder. So put I understand you can control that to put people you trust, but to say it has to be me, I have to be chairman of the board, just stop it. Stop. Like, just stop. Um, yeah. I've been so looking forward to how Triple H is going to build out WrestleMania, and I hope they just leave him alone and let him do it. Because there's already reports that part of why he had Charlotte Flair come back and beat Ronda is because he's shaken up what everybody was believing the card was going to be, where it looked like it was going to be Becky and Ronda, and it probably was going to be Charlotte and Bianca, um, as far as the women went. Because he knows that had gotten leaked out, and he wants to build to a WrestleMania that feels like a WrestleMania again. Bring it on. I'm excited for that. Like I want to be stoked when it's WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday, since it's a two-day show now, um, to be sitting down in my man cave and be like, I can't wait to watch this show. They've built it. I care about these matches again. You know, and there's going to be a couple I won't care about. Let's be honest. That's I mean, when you have 16 matches or whatever in the world it's going to be, um, there's going to be a few. But if I'm being honest, even the WrestleManias that I have nostalgia for, WrestleMania 3, let's say. Like, if I go back and watch 3, there's a couple of matches that I'm like, well, that was there, um, you know, but I was excited. Like, I went and watched WrestleMania 3 on closed circuit. Big, huge screen. We were cheering like we were in the Silverdome. Um, you know, like like Hogan and Andre were actually there at the Rockford Metro Center. They weren't. They were on a screen, but it was great. Um, I want to be that excited again. And I don't know if it'll ever quite be that. I realize nostalgia always, rose-colored glasses, all of that. But. I've, I've been so looking forward to how he's going to build WrestleMania and what's it going to be like. Um, I just hope they leave it alone because I'm, I want to be that excited again. Um, I have zero. I, well, not zero. I have two ideas for who could win the Royal rumble at this point. It's Cody Rhodes or I have no idea. Um, so, so if he does something different and it's not Cody, like, cool. I want to see how that plays out. And even if it is Cody, I actually, that's still cool because it's still, new even though it's kind of expected um you know cody rhodes never won a royal rumble cody rhodes has never um main evented a wrestlemania cody you know all of those things so anyways i'm i'm excited to see and i hope they don't mess it up well and, and it's and, and just to just to not yeah. undersell the other important i think news stories of the year i think yes. i think it's worth saying you know the triple h return to creative um kind of uh I, I, power was the word that I wanted to say, but then I said I don't want to use the word power. But I'm going to just say creative, creative power, um, or creative, creative authority. Maybe is creative control. Word. Um, th that that was a big one. Of course, we can't not say CM Punk on his own, and then <laughs> and then the fallout from All Out and everything that happened there. We're all out, um, yeah. Which 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 had ripple effects that I think are still being felt to to today. Is there anything else that comes to mind for you? I, I think Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor is a big story. Yeah. Um, 
you know, that that um, played in and, and actually it'll come up a little bit later. Um, when was that formally announced? Was that the beginning of the year last year? They were at Daly's Place? It was, it, it was uh, February, March because okay. because he decided to still run Supercard of Honor. Right. Um, that was his first Ring of Honor show, per se. Um, I feel like I was recreating when that actually happened in my head because FTR showed up at Final Battle in 21. Yep. But there and wasn't, there wasn't he like, at that point, right? yeah, yeah. He, he was helping out uh, Ring of Honor at that point. Now, do I think some conversations probably started around that time? Yeah, probably. Um, but I want to say it was like February, March um, that he actually, maybe March um, that he purchased Ring of Honor. So. I, I think that would be the other other big one. Um, what about well, Cody Rhodes leaving Cody Rhodes. Yep, yeah. I was just going to say Cody Rhodes. And actually, that's going to come up a little bit later on as well. Um, so maybe we'll talk about that in a minute here. Uh, Tom, wrestler of the year, I guess I'll go first uh, on this one. Um, you know, I, I kicked around a few names. Um, like I said, I think Kenny Omega's been on a tear since he's been back, but that's just been, um, you know, here at the end of the year. Um and not that he wasn't great early on in the year before he took his injury break and then got suspended. Um, but, um, or whatever happened there after all out, um, needed to go away for a little bit. Uh, for me, it's John Moxley. I, I just, it, that's the name that's been in my head since I've been thinking about this. Um, you know, he wasn't there right at the beginning of the year because he was off, uh, doing his, his inpatient treatment, uh, which is, you know, apparently gone really, really well and, and really turned the corner for him and kudos to him for getting anything about wrestler of the year in ring, blah, blah, blah. Um, as a man, congratulations. Like that is awesome for John Moxley and, and for Renee and for their, their child and, and all of that in ring, since that's mainly what, you know, we talk about here is in ring and, and stories and that kind of thing, John Moxley, and he's done this for years even as Dean Ambrose and certainly before that, when he was John Moxley and Dragon Gate and Evolve and all of that, he makes me care about everything he's doing. He is probably the best, I think right now at talking you into giving a rip about what he's doing, whether he's wrestling Serpentico or he's wrestling CM Punk. Like he will give you a reason to think that this is really important. Um, he is so good at that. He reminds me of Roddy Piper. And I've used that, I think, before, that analogy. But he's one of the best at kind of talking you into the arena kind of thing or talking you into ordering the show or talking you into whatever. Um, and then he delivers in the ring. He's not just a talker. And Piper was that way, too. Piper could go, too. Um, but Mox delivers in the ring every time out. He's believable. It's not an over-the-top character, which I love the over-the-top characters. I love buying action figures of them. I've got the goon. Um, you know, I mean, whatever. But Get the goon. Get the goon. And I got the goon. Um, but he's so believable. He's so good in the ring. I just, Mox was awesome this year. You know, I suppose you could talk about Roman Reigns, but Roman didn't work that much this year, to be honest. He just he held the title forever, and he won all of, almost all of his matches, but um, and he, and he's good. Roman's great, but for me, it was Mox. Um, again, I mainly watch AEW. Uh, some WWE, the pay per views or the P PLEs, I guess now. Um, I watch those and I try to catch you know a, 
on the important things on Raw and, and SmackDown as I can. And NXT is hit and miss for me. I really enjoy the product. I just it's hit and miss whether I have time to catch it. Um, so I'm skewed in that. I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of exposure to the Japanese um, promotions again from a time standpoint. So Mox though is my wrestler of the year. I'm curious who yours is. Well, I'm really grateful that you really looked at all angles of what makes a wrestler a wrestler. Like you could have just said, Hey, it's a work rate thing only for me. And if you had done that, I would have been like, that's totally fine. But you, you, you were inclusive of all the layers that make up a good professional wrestler. So I really appreciate that. Cause that's, that's the mindset that I'm looking at this through as well. Um, interestingly that the, the shield or the former shield really are the, the top three contenders, uh, in this category for me. Um, I do need to also say that you have to put CM Punk on this list. It's not my choice. But when you look at the data and you look at the draw and you look at the impacts both in and out of the ring with the good and the bad, he deserves to be on, on this list. Um, and I think you, I think an argument could be made that he does deserve to be the wrestler of the year. I, I only wonder what, what our conversation could look like if we had an, a, a four, four more months of him, uh, but we, we, do, we don't, and we may never. Uh, so that's interesting. MJF also, I think, is is deserving of this. Um, to your Roman Reigns comment, I think MJF kind of mimics that, but in the same but different way. MJF wasn't around uh, like 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 Roman um, for both. He works a really reduced schedule for being someone who's so young, which is a surprise in a way to me. Uh, I don't think that that's going to be able to be the case in 23 with him being the champion, but we'll see. And uh, and then everything that happened with him uh, from June until until September, um, with, with whatever 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 the truth of that story is between his relationship with AEW and, and Tony Khan and his contract. Um, he, he missed a quarter of the year as well uh, that we didn't get a chance to have him be um, putting forth work to be considered here. Um, I wanted to make this comment with the Usos, so I'll make it in conjunction with Usos and Roman Reigns collaboratively. I think those collective talents, um, by way of their familial relationship and their storyline relationship, are not getting necessarily the credit that they deserve Maybe I, I do think they are noted and and it's warranted in terms of what's being seen and what's being done. I think people are taking them for granted to an extent. Um, and, and, you know, and, and when you look at like you know the historic title reign that Roman Reigns is on, whenever that comes to an end, could be in the next four months uh, or less. We're we're going to at least gonna, one of those belts go somewhere else. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna look back. I think, and you talked about nostalgia being a big thing. We're gonna we're gonna have some nostalgic reminiscing about this Roman Reigns title reign, and and even with kind of like you said, there were times where he was was not a fixture on a week to week basis, but when he did show up, he showed up huge. Um, so that's why he should be here too. Seth Rollins is the other one that I mentioned again. So I said like to me, the, the top three would be the Shield. Uh, or the former shield of Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and John Moxley. Rollins deserves a ton of credit for being probably the most adaptable performer, in my opinion, um, in terms of wh what he does and who he's interacted with over the course of the year. I think he helped make some people. I think his role in, uh, in Cody's comeback was the perfect uh, 
uh, foil for that. Um, so that's and, and that story I don't think is done. So and again, too, same thing with Cody Rhodes. He's not on this list for me because I think that he had such a few, um, uh, such a such such few opportunities to be here. But I think he this is a trajectory he would have been on had he remained 100% healthy. Uh, my pick is also John Moxley, uh, and for. Uh, a lot of the same reasons you shared, you know, I think when you look at the fact that we had the summer of Moxley and in his ability to, and even before that, he was an all-star. He went from all-star to all-star, in my opinion, from mid-May to November. And there was no one, no one better for AEW that you could rely on as a draw um, in all angles, a performer, uh, of the utmost, I can't wait for you to watch uh, the the segment with Hangman Page from Wednesday. Um, I'm, you probably heard there was some mic issues um, that just adds to it. I mean, he's John Moxley on TV um, is probably Jonathan Good. Um, there is probably very uh, very uh, very few shades of gray in between the character of John Moxley and the person of Jonathan Good. Uh, and that's what I love about that. The realism is there. Uh, so yeah, without a doubt, John Moxley, uh, and, and even after he lost the title in November, which I didn't see because I was out of the country on vacation, um, he still was putting out bangers. Uh, I think I looked to the Takeshita match uh, right at the end of 22 uh, on Rampage. Oh, unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Um, but that's also a, a soft spot for Takeshita too. But um Mox is, Mox is up there. So John Moxley, without a doubt, is my choice as well. I was just looking here really quick. Uh, you know, that crackpot research team. Um, I made a comment about whether he was wrestling, you know, Serpentico or he was wrestling, uh, um, you know, CM Punk or whoever. Uh, oh, he has. Okay. I, I was curious if he'd ever wrestled Serpentico. So, <laughs> yes. Um, mostly in multi-man or, or other things. Uh, apparently... Uh, Serpentico does wrestle occasionally under his real name and at a dark taping they wrestled. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, well, that that's our year-end award, so congratulations to all the winners. Uh, we had the same uh, choices for everything except match of the year, which I think is maybe not surprising, but yet maybe surprising too. I, you know, interesting along the way. But let's talk about how we did... Uh, predicting this year we like to at the, the end of a year or beginning of a year depending on our recording schedule um make we've we've been doing three seems to be our number of predictions for the upcoming year um in the, at the end of 21 uh you predicted that cm punk or at the end of 20 you predicted that cm punk would return and if he did it would be an aw in 21 um that's pretty impressive tom you nailed that one like boom grand slam so I thought we'd look back at the predictions. I went back and listened to the predictions we made for 2022 and see how we did on those. Um, there's, there's, we did okay. We, we were not perfect by any means. We did okay. Um, and actually, there were two bonus predictions that got said on that show. Um, I ended up making a fourth prediction just because I just blurted it out. And then Annette had one as well. So I thought we would, we would touch on those as well. But we'll talk about the three main ones we made. Um, and for those watching on YouTube, I actually have them on the screen. The first one I made was that Ring of Honor would run Supercard of Honor in April. We did these uh, in the first show of 2022. Uh, and there was a lot of question after Final Battle in 21 about whether Supercard of Honor actually would happen in April um, or whether Ring of Honor was just done. And uh, I predicted that Ring of Honor would run Supercard of Honor in April, and they did. 
we could not have predicted that Tony Khan would buy Ring of Honor, and then, um, you know, the whole this whole new chapter of Ring of Honor would begin, uh, but it has. So, uh, Ring of Honor will run Supercard of Honor in April was my prediction back in the beginning of twenty two, and they did. So I was one for one, and I don't feel like that was. You know, every once in a while, it's easy in these things to kind of make one that's kind of like a single, you know, like, yeah, we'll say that. And of course, that's going to happen. Um, you know, like like Cody Rhodes will work a match at WrestleMania. Well, barring injury, yeah, that's probably a pretty safe bet um, this year. Wouldn't have been a good good prediction last year. But um, so I don't know there's a whole lot we can say about that prediction, Tom, except, yep, I predicted it and it happened. Uh, your first prediction, I think we can have maybe a little more conversation around. You predicted that Jonathan Gresham would turn the Ring of Honor title into a modern-day NWA title, defending it in many different places. And you talked about how um, he was already scheduled to do that in GCW and Terminus and a few other places, even in those first few weeks of 2022. Um, I, I kind of have my opinion about how this played out. Um, I did. I definitely agreed with you uh, back at the beginning of 22. How do you, How do you think it ended up playing out? with the obvious switch with Tony Khan buying and, and all of that happening. Yeah, so I think that was why this didn't materialize maybe as I thought it might. Uh, and again, we didn't know that Tony Khan was going to, going to come in and, uh, and and purchase Ring of Honor. And even though I think he gives a lot of the talent some like freedom, like a, like a good example is there's a number of guys that are AEW contracted talent to my, to my best understanding that are working pro wrestling gorilla this coming weekend. Right, so there, and there's a lot of other AEW guys who have some flexibility. Can um, I just say, I, I know that they can't, but man, I wish PWG could stream because that Bola looks great this year. Anyways. It, does, it does look great, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and and I, it was interesting though too because I feel like even like in the month of January, even though like it looked like this was set forth, it kind of already kind of got it, it stumbled out of the gate, um, yeah. and 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 then the acquisition of Ring of Honor, then I think completely derailed derailed is a really bad term it sounds really aggressive but for this prediction but it just it, just, it changed the course of what i thought was going to happen yeah I, I felt like it was happening um and i think i think had tony khan not bought ring of honor and had ring of honor stayed under sinclair ownership i think it, i think you were on the right track um so so i give this a light check mark as like yeah um like i wouldn't call it no you missed it totally because it was happening things happened then that changed the trajectory that we couldn't have predicted, you know, the beginning of January of 22. So um, I would, I would give you a light check mark on that one. Say, so, yeah, I think you were all right on that. Um, my second prediction uh, does not get a light check mark. It doesn't get a check mark at all. Braun Breaker will be on the main roster by the end of the year. Um, now he did work a main roster show on the raw after WrestleMania and won uh, the NXT title back from Dolph Ziggler on that show. But I don't think it's fair to say that that means he, means he made the main roster because he won the NXT title. It just happened to happen on Raw. Happened to happen on Raw. Um, yeah, that'll work. Um, now, I won't make this prediction again because it just feels like keep kicking the can down, you're far, you finally get it right. Um, again, I listen to Matthew Barry for Fantasy Football, and uh, he ta- he jokes about how He's been on, you know, Corderell Patterson was going to have a great year every year. He said that. And then finally last year he was right. And he's like, yeah, I was just eight years off. You know, it's okay. Um, and I feel like if I just keep saying Braun Breaker will be in the main roster by the end of the year, eventually I will be right. Um, I do think it happens in 23, but um, it didn't happen in 22. So I was wrong. 
Uh, do you see Breaker on the main roster this year, Tom? It may still be a little early, but I I think there is smart money on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the the weird thing is, and 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 I watched NXT this week, and I'm still really like, the one thing that hasn't come back for me is NXT, WWE on Raw and SmackDown. They've come back, like they're they're they've the the cachet they had has been renewed for me in terms of a product. The jury is still out for me with NXT. There, there, there's, there's highs and then there's lows. There's not a lot of in betweens. What did you think, Carmelo Hayes? And did you watch NXT this week? Did I did. See? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Carmelo Hayes and Apollo. I thought that was a banger of an opener. It was. It was fantastic. And there's a lot of there's a lot of good talent on NXT. I just I feel like I'm so. I think I'm locked in on the 2016 to 2019 yeah. like love fest that I had with NXT. That that until they come back to even like be in that ballpark, I, they won't win me over, which is probably unfair of me, but it's a bias that I hold. Sure. I do like that they dropped the 2.0, that it's just back to being NXT. Um, they kept little bits of both kind of with the gold, the black and gold, a little bit more gold coming in, but they still have the the kind of technicolor. It's still brighter than it was, certainly. Um, curious, do you think there is any, just thinking about this out loud, um, you think there's any chance they put the title on Grayson Waller next week? I'm going to say no, because I think there's a bigger match, and I'm not sure what that is, for the premium live event in Charlotte. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. I, I think I, I think there's a chance, but I, I don't think it's great. Um, I drafted Grayson Waller just in case, but I also think that I think Grayson Waller is going to be somebody that they try to push into that level this year throughout the year sometime um whether he actually wins title or not ever i don't know but i think they see something in him and i I think there is something there um i i mean i feel like the big match left in nxt is ron breaker versus carmelo hayes one-on-one for the title but i feel like that's almost got to be a stand and deliver match like that could main event stand and deliver and be i could be really excited about that and i would love to see hayes then win the title and get get a run before he also eventually gets called up because that's coming um, so I, I just wondered if you thought, you know, New Year's Evil has been, I mean, that's where Braun Breaker won the title last year. So, uh, it'd be interesting to see. I, I'm interested to see, and actually, because I haven't finished NXT, that's still the only New Year's Evil match I'm even aware of happening next week. Oh, they so. flesh out the card big time. So. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Um, and please stop putting Trick Williams on TV. But anyway, sorry. That's just my... I like Axiom. I don't like Trick Williams. Uh, Tom, your second one, another Grand Slam. This is a CM Punkish one for you. Something will happen in AEW that causes a main AEW talent to leave for WWE. Yep. <laughs> um, I would say Cody Rhodes gives you a big, bright green check mark on that one, Tom. Um, now, you could even argue William Regal was in AEW and ended up leaving to go back too. Um, although he left WWE, he, he was let go right at the beginning of the year of 22, we were actually talking about it on that episode. Um, Regal and Joe and, and a number of other NXT folks were let go right there at the beginning of the year. Showed up later in the year in uh, in AEW. And now everything I've read says basically he had a clause in his contract that if Triple H ever got power again, he could go back to WWE. Um, so he's back in WWE. Well, we will not see him on screen, at least in 23, according to the terms of the deal that was worked out from what's been reported. Uh, but yeah, Tom, nice job. Cody Rhodes. Uh, I don't know if we could have predicted it was Cody. You didn't name a name 
Um, but you nailed this one. Well, and all of the like the the backstage business related things like really complicate this here, right? So like it's 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 a it's a wide net that I cast with this prediction, and I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that it came true. I'm disappointed that it you know that of all like the the political stuff or the business stuff, but it, but this is a business, right? It's an entertainment business, but it's also you know we we're entertained, but then there's the business side, so you have the fallout um, sometimes in that space. Yeah, um, and I think it'll be interesting to see. Do we see any other moves that direction? Now, you know, the contract length is a piece of that. Um, could FTR go back to WWE? If Triple H stays in power, I got to think he'd be interested in him if they became available. Um, FTR Usos? Be pretty darn good at this point. Um, FTR Street Profits? FTR, you know, I mean, there's, there's some matches that could be done there. Uh, FTR Alpha Academy? I didn't even know I wanted to see that until I just thought about it. Um, it'd be kind of a, a deviation. I mean, Gable obviously had um, a really great feud with um, with FTR along with Jason Jordan. So Otis is not Jason Jordan. That's a very different team now. But um, FTR versus the Brawling Brutes. Oh, that oh man, talk about a guy who just keeps reinventing himself, Sheamus. I I stop caring about Sheamus and then I love Sheamus again, and I'm back on the love Sheamus side of things. Um, and, and Ridge Holland and Butch, and I love, uh, this happened, I think since our, our hiatus, I love that Butch, all right, they kept the name. I I can live with it. I would have rather him go back to Pete Dunn, but I can live with it, but they've, they've let him be Pete Dunn. Just call him Butch. Like he's not running around suspenders and, you know, like Tom and Jerry or whatever stupid character Vince was trying to do. Keep him away from creative. Sorry. Um, I just read that, uh. The, e- the email has leaked that basically been sent to the board that said, um, if I'm not executive chairman from the onset, then I won't be able to support any sailor media rights deal. Come on. Anyways. All right. You have to know that when you put that in writing, right. you're not, it's you're not, af- you're not afraid of what's going to come next. No, he like, doesn't Cojones as if we were ever in doubt. Right. Oh, he's got a set. No question. Right. Somebody needs to kick him in him, though. Anyways, uh, my third prediction was an abject failure. Red Dragon will win the AEW Tag Team Titles. This was, you know, mostly due to injury, but one of the biggest disappointments for me in 2022 was the the wah of Undisputed Era in AEW. Um, Adam Cole, of course, got hurt. There is some conversation that Adam Cole may or may not ever even wrestle again um, because of that concussion. And and if so, what a shame. Because, you know, in, in, in 21, I had predicted, um, not for 22, in 20, I had predicted that Adam Cole would win a singles world singles title in WWE in the year of 2021. Well, that didn't happen. Then for 22, I predicted that Adam Cole would win a singles title in AEW. Well, that didn't happen. Um, Red Dragon, I, you almost forget they were even in AEW. And I know Kyle O'Reilly is still there uh, under contract. Uh, Bobby Fish has since moved on. But um, yeah, this was just a, a huge 
missed. I don't want to say missed opportunity because unfortunately it was mostly injury related. Um, but a bummer that it just never came together and that we never, at least to this point, maybe it can happen in the future. We never got, you know, the elite versus undisputed era. I think that could have been a huge hot storyline with some great matches and lots of interplay between, you know, six man and tag team and singles and, you know, Cole versus Omega and all of that. Um, so, man. Well, they, they did, they did the angle and then it was like, it didn't ever happen. Like, cause every, cause the, the, almost like the immediate fallout was the injury stuff. Right. And, and I, they like fish and Cole were still not cleared at that point when they turned on the, the bucks, I, they just needed to get bucks baby face. And I guess that was the only way they came up with to do it. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Well, um, I, I hope O'Reilly gets healthy. And, and Cole, and that at least they can do something in AEW because I'm I'm a big fan of both of those guys. I know you are too, Tom. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I, obviously, more than anything, I hope they get healthy for their own life and their own livelihoods. Um, but selfishly, I want to see them both back in the AEW ring as soon as they can, health in in safe ways. Um, and Tom, your third prediction. Do you remember your third prediction? I don't know. I don't remember any of these. So which is why I love I love that we're walking through them. You predicted that Damian Priest would win either the WWE or Universal title in 2022. Um, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> it, it did seem like he was coming in with a big push on the main roster. I said I liked that prediction, and then I thought it was so, you know, I'm not just picking on you. I, I'm going to own it, too. I, I said I like that a lot, Tom. Um, you know, he's doing his thing in the Judgment Day, and and they're trying to make them a little more um, of a force, which I appreciate. Um, you know, apparently I haven't seen Raw, but apparently there's a, you know, prison Dom uh, promo where now he's a hardened criminal because he went to prison. Uh, try as they might, they're not going to get me to care about Dominic Mysterio. Other than I will probably look forward to the Ray Dom match at WrestleMania. It seems like it's got to happen. We actually talked about that uh, in our, September episode, which was right after Clash of the Castle when Dom had turned. I listened to a little of that back. And we we said, can they hold this out until WrestleMania? That would be crazy if they could. And boy, it seems like that's... There's some reports that Ray doesn't want to wrestle Dom, but at some point, you know, they're going to talk him into it and be like, there's too much business in this. Come on, man. Why, do you know why? Why is he saying no? Like, what, Is there anything more to that? It, it sounds like it's just the whole, like, he he struggles with the idea of, like, punching his son in the face you know, even in a wrestling match. And I'm like, dude, you're working. It's a work. Like, stop it. And and you're one of the best wrestlers of all time. If anyone can make it happen, it's you. Right. And if you, <laughs> and if anybody can make your son look better and get him further in his career, it's going to be you. Like, yeah, I don't. So, and maybe those reports are wrong. Like I've never heard the, from Sean Ross Sapp or Mike Johnson or anybody. Um, Breaking news on next Friday's two spot monkeys. Jim shows up at Ray Mysterio's house trying to figure out this and he goes to jail. Right. <laughs> WTF Ray, what are we doing here, man? <laughs> so um yeah, there that was uh well, that one didn't come true. Um that happens every year. We each have one where it's, you know, okay, well, we we went out on a limb, maybe, and you went on a limb two years ago, like I said, with CM Punk and got it. So that's okay. Um, I had a bonus prediction that Bray Wyatt would return somewhere in 2022, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was WWE. I got that one. Um, and, and I got to say, I'm enjoying what they're doing with Bray. I don't know. Maybe some people it's not for them. I'm liking it. I've always liked 
the supernatural stuff for whatever reason though it doesn't it it doesn't bug me when it's done well i should say when it's done really poorly um then it can bother me but i this works in the bray wyatt world for me um i am 90 percent sure i've seen the picture from monday the guy standing in the front row uh with the with the howdy mask or whatever it was on um when in alexa bliss's match have you seen raw yeah did we talk about this yeah the guy pretty sure that was dutch pretty sure that was dutch from the righteous um and vincent and dutch were both at nxt recently um in the crowd and, and apparently trying out I, vincent and dutch would make a lot of sense in this stable um I think Vincent could have been Uncle Howdy on Friday night. Like I was trying to look at the face and like maybe it was him, maybe it was Bo Dallas. I think Bo Dallas as Uncle Howdy would be a fart in church. I just don't think the crowd would care um, about Bo Dallas. I, I think him being involved in this table might be okay. But and I don't know if, if the crowd will know Vincent enough, but I think it being a newcomer might actually be better. Um, and not be like, well, it's just Bo Dallas. Who cares? Um, I don't know. Are, are you enjoying the Bray Wyatt thing, Tom? I am. Yep, I am. Uh, sadly, I think this is a, a, an ongoing narrative. Let's hope I change it in 23. SmackDown, uh, because of it happening on Friday and heading into a weekend and all the things that we have going on, right, basketball is the forefront now. I've got two girls playing high school basketball. So Friday nights are, are booked out for us for the next two and a half months. And they have been for the last month and a half. SmackDown often doesn't give, doesn't get, excuse me, not give, uh, get the attention that I so wish, wish I could give to it um, and watch it. So it's a lot of clips, gifts, and reading. Like I DVR'd last week's, and then I got to watch it. And then my DVR was like, this will not record, or this recording will not play. And I was like, I wanted to see John Cena, and I wanted to see Charlotte. And, and I finally just gave up. So... Um, I think I, I think if I was able to, no, no, no. And normally, normally my DVR works great. So it's just, you know, um, but all of that being said, all that extra context, yes, I do enjoy what I've seen. I wish I could give it a little bit more time. I am excited already for the pitch black match, even though I think it's kind of goofy that it's sponsored by Mountain Dew, but I digress. Corporate synergy. Corporate synergy. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, we were, you were talking about the Roman Reigns thing earlier, just to, to back up into our Wrestler of the Year conversation. 859 days as Universal Champion as of today. Um, crazy. crazy. What? So so then, so then the math, what's 141 days from today? Is it past WrestleMania? Uh, what date is 141 days from today? You're, May 27th. You're showing people odds. You don't stop pulling the <laughs> right. May 27th. So, yes, it would take us well past Mania. Okay. I mean, because uh, I just, I mean, not, not that a thousand days is anything, you know, specific, but just a number. One thousand right. days. Is Especially in a scripted, you know, thing, but still would be crazy. Uh, the other bonus prediction, Annette had predicted that Brian Danielson would work the G1. How I wish she would have been right. Um, but, but he didn't. Um, maybe that'll happen this year. I, because, that would have been really, really fun. And and I hope he gets over to Japan. I know he wanted to. Like when he came to AEW, that was part of it. Um, and of course, protocols, all that kind of stuff. And it feels like things are opening up 
even even more now with Omega and Carl Anderson going over. And how crazy is that? That in AEW, we had AEW, WWE, and New Japan talent all and Noah talent all in the same show at Wrestle Kingdom. That's talk about Forbidden Door. That was that was a Forbidden Door. Um, now, had they had Kenny Omega and Carl Anderson even walk past each other in the hallway? That would have been awesome to me, but um, I think the universe might have exploded, and I'm right. glad we avoided that. <laughs> that would have been something. All right, well, it's 2023, Tom. Prediction time. Uh, we each make three. Uh, sure to go wrong at some level. Um, I do you have one ready to go? Yeah, sure. Yep. So okay. I, th- there's one I'm definitely staying away from because I just think it's too easy. Um, and if you make it, I'm going to call you out on it. I'm just kidding. I love you. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say that 2023 is the year that Montez Ford in- begins his singles run. I, I think that's. Uh, I, I've been wait. I've been waiting for a number of years, and I feel like 22 was. I don't want to say it was stagnant. Because I do think the Street Profits, there's still a lot to do with them, and they were a really good fixture on Raw. I, just Montez, I've been waiting, and 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 you watched Raw, you said so. You saw kind of his the, how he was emoting during the the sixth man because of what happened to Bianca, right? Like, yes. I'm, I'm glad we're getting like that depth of character with him. Um, I think he's gonna have to maybe get a little bit more muscle on his frame. Maybe, maybe I don't know for sure. Um, I, I does it doesn't need it for me, but I think like from a perceptive stand, standpoint, him just getting a little bit more musculature. Um, I sound like Vince McMahon. Gosh, um, <laughs> Tom's a body guy now. Vascular vascularity, pal. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, Montez. Montez. Uh, at some point this year, I do think that that singles um, that singles run begins. It'd be awesome if it was like King of the Ring type thing. King Montez sounds great. Yeah. I hope he, I hope it doesn't come at the expense of like a a, a fracture in the street profits. I kind of hope they just amicably go their separate ways. Yeah. If it was Vince, <laughs> I would say no he chance. Said, he said, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." Like, like your like your dog just died. <laughs> right. right. I I like the idea of an amicable split. I just, in wrestling, it feels like they don't know how to do it in general. Um, Vince definitely didn't. And I, I don't know. Wrestling in general, it feels like you've always got to break them up. And there's always a Marty Jannetty. And yeah. Although neither of those guys should be Marty Jannetty. So hopefully, hopefully they'll both do fine whenever that day comes for them. Um, I've, I've been struggling on predictions all around on this. Um, and I thought maybe I'll just try to go WWE for, with my first one. You know, so we each kind of have, I don't know where yours will go, but often we have a WWE, we have an AEW, and then a something. Um, uh, <laughs> WWE, um, I am going to predict, I'm going to go out on a limb and just, just do it. And I, this, is, this only works if Vince stays out of creative. But uh, so I'll just caveat it. But I think Gunther wins the world title. Sometime this year, I think Triple H thinks a lot of him. I think they're doing a really nice job of building him as a, a almost unstoppable monster. There was some talk I read recently of Gunther and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And I'm like, tell me about a match I never knew I wanted to see until you just mentioned it. And then I realized 
I really want to see that. <laughs> um, now, I don't know if it'll happen. You know, again, rumors abound this time of year about WrestleMania cards, right? And and many of them are just crap. But um, boy, if they could get there, Gunther and Brock, that'd be awesome. So I'm going to say Gunther wins. And I do think the world titles this is another prediction, but I'm not counting it as an official one. I think sometime this year, the world title split. I think we go back to two champions. Um, so that also gives me a little better shot at Gunther winning a world title if there's two of them. Um, so Gunther, world champ. My second one is that MJF will set the record for the longest reign as an AEW world champion, which would mean he has to hold it all of 23 to at least full gear and that full gear has to happen on or after november the 18th which sounds like multiple predictions but basically the prediction is mjf basically keeps the title and and becomes the longest running champion um in AEW history he would surpass kenny omega by a handful of days if that does come true i like that and i i think you could absolutely i I could see him holding it the entire calendar year, to be perfectly honest. I, I could see it. Um, I won't be shocked that it doesn't happen either, but I could see it. I don't think this is a short reign by any means. Um, I could see him holding it until the bidding war of 2024. Um, you know, so, uh, and I'm loving what MJF's doing. I haven't seen Wednesday yet with him, but I'm loving it. Um, that's fun. I wrote this down as my third, even though it's clearly my second prediction. I put a three, not a two. A uh, little rusty. Uh, AEW, I'm going to say that Jungle Boy wins a singles title in AEW this year. I think Jungle Boy Jack Perry, um, I should call him Jack Perry because that's really his name now. Uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, I think, uh, probably not the world title, certainly. Um, I, I think that could happen someday down the road, but I don't see that 23. But All-Atlantic or TNT title, I could absolutely see Jack Perry um, having one of those titles. So I'm going to say Jungle Boy wins a singles title. That feels a little safer than Gunther winning the world title, but um, but still not totally safe by any means. And I don't, none of us, neither of our, none of our predictions, all four of them so far, have been safe bets. I don't feel like yet. So that's good. We've stayed away from whatever it was you were thinking, and I think I know what it was, but we'll talk about it afterwards. If we're... It'll be it'll be the uh, the elephant in the room fourth prediction, right? Um, I'm I'm struggling with a third one. So hmm. I'm going to say that Ring of Honor will uh, be on a, a, a major channel, a major uh, cable broadcast channel before the end of 23. It'll move from whatever iteration it starts with to something else. But it'll be on t from from streaming platform to to television platform. I hope you're right. I I do. I hope you're right about that. And uh, I think that's probably the only way that Ring of Honor exists much past twenty three. If it if it's just on Honor Club, I just don't. I don't see. I I think he wanted to get it on TV, and I think that's part of why this all took so long. Because I feel like if it was just going to be on Honor Club or YouTube, he could have done that a little quicker. Um, so that's just my opinion. But number three, my last prediction for 2023. Uh, and I coming up, not I'm struggling to come up with one too, so I'm stalling a little bit while I say that. Um, 
I think Matt Cardona returns to WWE. I don't know if that's a risky bet, but I'm going to say Matt. And, and I think they may call him Zack Ryder, but I think he's Matt Cardona when he comes back, if that makes sense. I think he's this character, more of this character than than woo-woo-woo, um, you know, guy. Um, but I think Matt Cardona returns to WWE. Maybe it's not a hugely risky prediction because it sounds like Chelsea Green is already headed back there. Um, and obviously Chelsea and Matt are married. Um, although we've seen married couples, you know, Keith Lee is married to Mia Yim or Meechin or whatever in the world they call her now. It's stupid. And they call her both. They, her her, her they Titan Tron says Meechin, and then they call her Mia Yim in the match. So, yeah. and then they're like, Meechin, Mia Yim. Like, just pick a name. Pick a name and make it Mia Yim because Meechin's dumb. Um, <laughs> but that's that's my, uh, my comments on that. Uh, okay, uh, Annette jumped in with a 2023 prediction. At some point this year, we will get FTR and Punk versus the Elite in AEW. FTR have been allies of Punk in the past. Money trumps hurt feelings. I thought that was like about Trump for a minute there. I was like, wait, what are we doing in politics? Money trumps hurt feelings, bite marks, and injured dogs. That's what Annette says. So um, I, I, I like that prediction. I know FTR, I know Dax has made comments that you know, he kind of wants everybody to make up, make some money. Um, so I, I like that prediction in that um, FTR and Punk versus the Elite. There, that'd be there'd be some money. You'd you'd sell me on that pay per view. Um, so Tom, what was the uh, elephant in the room? Super easy, low hanging fruit that you wanted to avoid. Oh yeah, like Cody's dethroning yeah. Roman Reigns. Like that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if something other than that happens, like I. It's gonna take like a miraculous act of God to not. To, to, I just. I, I mean. I think. I think it's foretold. Like the whole story from Cody returning at WrestleMania last year has been him winning the world title. And if there's and, and, and we, you and I have talked for over a year now. Plus, whoever beats Roman Reigns, it has to have some really strong value and and, and standing power. Even if it's as predictable as can be, Cody Rhodes being that person, um, it, is that it's just that. I think at this point, unless it's somebody, <coughs> excuse me, that they can just strap a rocket to a uh, Braun Breaker, a Gunther, you know, somebody who it would really bring to that level. Um, I, I only see two options. Cody Rhodes, and honestly, my other option, and it would be short-lived, is Sami Zayn, because they've done such a great job with him in the bloodline that him turning or being turned on and being the one to beat Roman, I think the pop would be crazy. I wouldn't see Sami as a long-term champion, but man, that could be a crazy story if they wanted to tell it. Um, Owens, maybe. Could could get could be there. I love Kevin Owens. I want Kevin Owens in the main events. Um, but the, the, to me, Cody and Sammy are the only right now. You could you could tell a story to build somebody else to get him there. Absolutely. Um, but right now, like I I don't want Drew McIntyre to be that guy. The ship sailed for me with Drew. Like I like Drew, and I I think he will have more world title runs, and he should. But this next title win, whoever beats Roman, like you said, 
it's got to be the right guy at the right time. And, and I don't think Drew is that guy, at least at this moment. So, well, there it is. The monkeys are back next week. We will be back next week, next Friday for episode 100. Uh, I got to say, Tom and I restarted this back during 2020, during the pandemic, um, really kind of giving us both something to do while we were working from home and, and, you know, just trying to put some content out for people to listen to and give somebody, some people some things to do. If you would have told me in 20 that we would even get to episode 100, and obviously it took far more than 100 weeks to get there um, because of life and just things, I, you know, I never thought we would get to episode 99, much less 100. Um, and next week, it's 100, Tom. So uh, I don't know, maybe there'd be a cake. I doubt it, but um feels like there should be cake. I don't know. A little Debbie cake? A little Debbie, there we go. Well, let's have our little Debbie cake and hold them up for y'all. Um, Tom, I told, well, so I, I, I unfortunately probably won't be a little Debbie cake for me because so um, while we were on hiatus, uh, I went on an, an amazing getaway with my wife and I had really worked hard on uh, dieting and just being really disciplined with my eating and with, with just good healthy choices. Um, so that way I could make the most of being on an island. And my wife has now called me Tiny Tom. I used to be Big Bubba. That was like her, her, her pet name for me. Um, not that I'm not that I'm very big, but I've been bigger. And so last night she goes, when is tiny Tom coming back? And I was ready to, I was ready to, I was ready to say, because it's been the holiday and I've, I've enjoyed food and drink and snack and cookies and the like. Um, and, and it's all in jest. She doesn't, she's, she doesn't think I'm a, you know, right, right, right. A, a hoss by any means, but you know, she goes, when, when is tiny Tom coming back? So I said, I don't know. She goes, I need to, to, to commit to a date. She goes, cause you know, me catching you eating oyster crackers at nine 30 at night because you want a salty snack, you know, is not the best thing for you. Um, and I'm like, I love oyster crackers. Um, <laughs> right. so and they're just, oyster crackers. So they're protein. It's just a little sweet treat. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so 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 the commitment is as of next week, Monday, the 9th of January, like I have to get back on like a little bit better discipline. So 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 that is why I will not bring a little Debbie next Friday to celebrate. I'll, I will bring something to celebrate. I don't know what. Uh, stay tuned. Tune in. Uh, listen in, uh, depending on how you how you watch and, and participate with us here. Um, but nonetheless, you are now welcome back to the voyage on the return to tiny town well well we'll we'll journey with you tom um uh, on that journey and hey party it up this weekend until before monday comes so oh believe uh, me yeah no when i um when i made a bagel sandwich with two kinds of cheese uh sausage and egg this morning um and my wife took a protein shake she goes oh i see what's going on here so. Yeah, absolutely. Getting it in while I can. I, you promised her Monday. You didn't promise Friday. <laughs> exactly. This is, we're going off the rails this weekend. <laughs> well, everybody, uh, be safe. Welcome back. Thank you for coming along with us on the journey. Tell a friend. Uh, if you haven't subscribed on a podcast platform or YouTube, um, click that subscribe button. We sure appreciate it. Um, and uh, we will be back next Friday. We are, we will be back. We promise. It uh, looks like we'll have two Fridays. Uh, the next two Fridays in a row will be on and then probably one week off. Um, and then we'll, we'll get back to it as, again, but uh, we'll be back next Friday. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you soon on two spot monkeys live.